Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. There is a confession of sins within our hymnal that you may not be familiar with. You know rather well the confession of sins we find in the divine services, all five of their settings. But there's one that takes place in what is called the individual confession and absolution. Listen now to those words. I, a poor sinner, plead guilty before God of all sins. I have lived as if God did not matter, and as if I mattered most. My Lord's name I have not honored as I should. My worship and prayers have faltered. I have not let His love have its way with me, and so my love for others has failed. There are those whom I have hurt and those whom I have failed to help. My thoughts and desires have been soiled with sin. And from there, the confessor of sins goes forth and announces any individual sins that may be burdening him or her, and following that, of course, receiving the very gift of absolution. And each sentence of that confession of sins deserves our meditation, but one in particular is most fitting for today. I have lived as if God did not matter, and as if I mattered most. This is another way of simply saying that you and I are self-centered. We are selfish. Everything we do, whether good and right and true, or evil, wrong and deceptive, is seeking to benefit me, ourselves. Rare glimpses of the opposite do sometimes occur when we act as selflessly as we can in a joyous and peaceful feeling remains. But you and I are heavily invested in ourselves and are always on the lookout for our own self-interests. This is how sin has corrupted us. And this is not how we were supposed to be. And there are many within the Christian church, within Christendom, who seek to help lift others out of such selfishness. But even then, Such efforts are so that the selfish can feel better about him or herself, which again is selfish. Not to mention that Christian advisor who is seeking to help the selfish usually ends up benefiting in some way for him or herself as well. Then there are those Christians who seemingly embrace that self-centered nature as they give their input then to others. The concept of having your best life here and now, truly problematic. It's about having the best you can have here in the moment, but it's right there in the title, Your Best Life Now. Another concept that seeks to focus you on you 
is that of your own purpose-driven life. And you've heard those questions before and probably have asked them yourself, what is my purpose in life? Maybe not so much when you were younger, but as you got older, and maybe at the end of your life. Why am I still here? What is the meaning of all of this? Again, it's all about you. But you and I are not supposed to be like that. We are not supposed to be all about ourselves. We are supposed to put others first, God tells us. We are called to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. We are commanded to love our neighbors as much as we love ourselves. You are instructed to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Of course, we cannot do these things, not well at all. It is terribly difficult to love others when we're so busy loving ourselves. And while you are not supposed to be all about yourself, Jesus is. In the most shocking turn of events, the Lord God Almighty, who alone is worthy of all attention, of all praise, of all honor, of all service, has actually come for you, not for Himself. The Lord Jesus, Son of God, took on human flesh as true God and true man together in order to serve and not be served. And in His words to one Nicodemus, Jesus reveals His very selfless purpose for His life in this world. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Jesus' purpose in His life as the Son of God and as the Son of Man was to save all mankind. No exceptions. And even now, that is the desire of the Lord God Almighty. He wants every single person to be saved. And come into a knowledge of the truth of Jesus. Judgment day will come. That day of vengeance. That day of final condemnation. But for now, this is a time of peace. Of mercy. Of grace. For this is the reign of Jesus. Upon this earth through His holy gospel. And likewise, then, you and I are to be about the business of Jesus, of His holy kingdom, not of condemnation, but of salvation. Grace, mercy, peace, forgiveness, they are to ever be upon our hearts for all those who are around us. And in so doing, we then enjoy and we experience the true reign of God's heaven here on this earth. Of course, the work of Jesus, saving all the world, that is what the church is all about. And it is what this season of Lent is leading up to. And even Nicodemus, 
leader of the Pharisees, teacher of the Israelites, has a picture of the crucifixion of Jesus painted for him. For Jesus says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. The Son of Man, Jesus, must be lifted up. Jesus must be put on the pole of the cross. The snake on a pole, like from Exodus. And whoever looks to Jesus as they looked to that snake in the past and believes in Jesus as Lord and Savior of all, eternal life is yours. Just like that. And you have it then already. By faith in Jesus. It is what is gifted to you in holy baptism. As Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Baptism is the prescription for entrance into the kingdom of God. It is His realm, His glorious dwelling after all. And any wish To enter into His kingdom must first meet His perfect and holy standards. That's why He gives baptism. Because it covers you completely in Jesus' own righteousness. And so you gain access and entry into God's kingdom because of Jesus. Because of His blood that is covering over you. And Jesus' death upon the tree of the cross, His being lifted up upon that pole, that paid the price for every single sin. And that sacrifice is what was foreshadowed in Abraham's attempted sacrificing of His own Son. Jesus' death upon the cross was what Abraham anticipated the day that he knew was coming, though he did not know exactly how it would all play out. But he did know, for sure, that God certainly keeps His promises. And because of Jesus, the words to Abraham did come true. That his descendants would outnumber the stars in the sky and the sands on the seashore. All the nations of this world have been blessed. Through Abraham, because of Jesus, there are Christians all throughout this world. And Abraham himself believed, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And all of this our Lord has done only out of divine goodness and mercy. You and I have not earned it, and yet Jesus has saved you anyway. That is His purpose all along. And nothing would sidetrack, nothing would derail Jesus from that task, from that goal of fulfilling His purpose. Because Jesus' purpose is you. The Lord Jesus is truly selfless. And He does so to bring glory to the Father, with whom He is truly one. And thus to bring forgiveness of all sins, to bring life and to bring salvation unto all. You not have to search far and wide for some great purpose in life. And you need not lose any sleep over this concept or idea. 
for your purpose in this life, it's right before you. And it is truly all around you. God has given you life so that you can praise and worship Jesus and receive His good gifts. And He has given you eternal life and salvation so that you can share that same wonderful bounty with everyone else. You too are here to help, to serve, to care. For your purpose is right in front of you. Your spouse, your children, your family, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors. Care for them. Love them. And speak to them. Jesus. We live as though we matter most to ourselves. And thus we neglect care for others. By living as though you matter most, humbling Himself by taking on the form of a servant, our Lord Jesus did not neglect you or to care for you. His selflessness drove Him to the cross out of the greatest of love for you. He fulfilled His purpose in life, for He came to seek and to save the lost. And in His death and in His resurrection, the one Lord Jesus Christ has indeed saved the world. And He has saved you, just as God the Father sent Him to do. Thanks be to God now and forevermore. Amen. <clears throat> the peace that does pass all of our human understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.